0: I really, really think that he's a great person, and he's always been so good at carving his own path. Mm. Um, Literally, like, like, it still blows my mind um, to be the black sheep of the family, the only one in entertainment, and do the things that he was able to do, like win a show, dance on stage with, like, Taylor Swift, Bruno Mars, and fly all over the world. Like, who... Who does, Who does that? that. You, yeah. you did that by yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's why even though I know with the pandemic, you know, obviously mental health, you know, it was tough, but he's going to find his way. And mm-hmm. I'm so confident in that. Um, maybe a little too confident where I'm like, oh, you're, you're good on your <laughs> <God>. <laughs> You don't need me. But I think that's a part of it, too. It's like, you know, I thought he was so good on his own. And I forgot to ask, like, hey, do you need anything from me? Maybe yeah. that's something that I just need to do. Like, what do you what do you need from me? Like, how can I help? Because I've always thought he was like the coolest person on the planet.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Mario. And I'm Peter. And we're guys, guys that, that listen. listen. On today's episode, we have the owner of Sampa and Case of the Mondays, Filipino legend, Jenny Valius. <laughs>
2: Woo! Oh my God.
0: I'm <laughs> laughing at Filipino legend. <laughs> I'm like, am I even there yet? I don't think so.
1: We, we, we hope you are. We, we believe you are. Oh, I believe you, you are. I think Thank so. You. you know, she cooks, she dances. D- do you sing?
0: No, that I don't do. Oh. Basketball? <laughs> Definitely no Boxing. basketball. Not like Manny Pacquiao. Okay, there does. you
1: go. That's, that counts. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. Tell us a little about yourself, Jenny.
0: Cool. I am a multi-hyphenate. Let's see. Let's start with professionally. Professionally, I've been in marketing for almost 11, 12 years now. Whoa. Oh, wow. Crazy. Yes. Um, Recently, not recently, but pandemic recently, branched out on my own, started up my own social media marketing agency, um, also started a pop-up restaurant called Samba, as mm. you had mentioned, um, so running that as well. And personally, I am a wife, uh, a sister, mm. and a daughter.
3: You no, know, It's like crazy because obviously I haven't seen you in a bit. And I knew you opened up the restaurant though, but I hear about your restaurant a lot.
0: Yes, yeah. I know. I was about to say that, too. I haven't seen you in a hot minute. And when, I, like, when I saw you slide in my DMs, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: been a while. Was when style. was the last time I saw you? I feel like it was like four or five years ago. It maybe?
0: had to have been.
3: It was in L.A., right? Yes. I think we were at Lock and Key or something.
0: That sounds about right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, where else would we go?
3: <laughs> yeah, I think we were with Liz. Yes. And Michelle.
0: Yes. Shout out to Liz. No, shout out to Liz. <laughs>
3: I haven't seen her in a while, too. but. I know. Dang, I feel like I have a lot to catch up with you because, you know, obviously I knew the marking stuff. But yep. why how did the restaurant happen?
0: Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna dive yeah. right in. All well, right, yeah. we're diving right, right in. in. We're diving right in. Okay, so um Josh Espinosa, mm-hmm. um, he's a chef. I am not the cook, because I could get down in the kitchen, but not like him. He's been cooking professionally for over like A decade now Um, and he had this idea in his head and he knew me like I I had all this business experience marketing and he came up to me he's like hey I have this idea do you want to help me with it and we've been best friends for so long. Um, we've known each other since we were 16 from the wow. dance community. Oh,
2: wow. Yes.
0: And we danced on Cabo Modern together. We were audition partners. Oh, wow. Um, so we've just had so many parallel lives until we branched out professionally. And then he was like, hey, I have an idea. Do you want to help me? And, of course, me being like, yeah, I would do anything for you. That's how it, st- that's how it started.
3: Wow. So what, what was the concept? Like, obviously, I know it's a lot of Filipino dishes.
0: Yeah, so um, it's the brainchild of Josh's. Um, basically, it's Filipino-American. Yes. What does that mean, right? Because regular Filipino food... Have you ever had Filipino food before? Mm-hmm. I know you have. Have you ever had Filipino food before? Where it's very family style. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, like, big pig, yeah. big trays, and it doesn't mm-hmm. look pretty.
1: All the lumpia, the... Um, oh, I forgot the other ones. Lumpia, I know fancy. Pansy. yeah panse. you
0: got the lechon, lechon.
1: Yeah. what i really want to try is uh kare kare
0: okay i got you yes
1: oh dang
0: <laughs> nice. i've been waiting <laughs> peanut butter stew i've never tried it it's okay it's interesting Yeah. It's not my favorite
1: because
0: mm. maybe i like peanut butter on peanut butter jelly sandwiches but with stew it's hard
3: Ooh, interesting okay. that's why <laughs> because that one of our guests
1: Matt, he's also a filipino chef that's his favorite dish.
0: Yeah. Oh, he loves it. Mm-hmm.
1: I've asked two other Filipinos and they've told me the same thing, kare-kare. What? Yeah.
0: Mine's chicken adobo. Oh. Chicken adobo is really yeah, good. Though. Of that.
1: Like very, very good.
3: I we used to have a well, we saw my friend Mary, she would come around Christmas and she would make like just Ooh. a huge like batch of chicken adobo. Yeah. Perfect for potlucks.
2: Yes. Perfect.
0: And that is that is Filipino style. It's like yeah. big batches potluck. Family feed, feed the family yeah. and it's not so pretty. I That's think there's the
1: only Filipino food I've ever had. Just yeah. like that. Just exactly like
3: that. Yeah,
0: and it's very functional, that yeah. makes sense, mm. which is very ingrained in our culture. It's like functional.
3: That's interesting because have you had a Khamayan dinner?
1: I did actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I had a one. Because
3: to me I feel like that is very presentable.
0: Yes. With
1: Which the banana leaves yeah. and
2: everything. That's different, like, so though. Out. Like when
1: you have the family potlucks, it's in the the gray aluminum thing, the <laughs> yeah. aluminum thingy. Yeah. You have one, two, three, four, like eight of those, yes. and then you have the tita's. Like, oh, you want
3: some more?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. You
3: say American?
0: Yeah. Also. So, because right, everything's so big and plentiful and functional. Josh's idea was: if Japanese, Chinese, Korean food can be upscale, um. right? Why can't Filipino food be upscale like that? And it's because, you know, with his background in fine dining, he's like, if, if I could do this for like Vietnamese food, Japanese food, whatever, I could do this for Filipino food because we have so many beautiful flavors. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. And the reason why it's Filipino American, it's because it's not just... Chicken adobo, lumpia, which I love. <laughs> I love.
1: You come into this fancy restaurant, <laughs> they give you like a whole tray of just
3: with
0: like
3: a the- foil. <laughs> You're paying like 70 bucks a person. Yeah.
0: And it's because we're, we grew up, we're SoCal kids, right? Yeah. Like we grew up LA, San Diego, Orange County. We're inspired by Mexican cuisine, mm-hmm. Korean cuisine. So we just mixed what we grew up on with the food. Dang. Yeah. And that is Samba.
3: How long did it take for you to? From the concept to when you, you started the pop-up.
0: Oh, man. So we, so during the pandemic, um, wow, it's, it feels so long ago. Even this was during about the it. pandemic? During the pandemic oh. when all the restaurants were shut down <laughs> yeah. and no one was like going out to eat, nothing. So Josh was like, oh, now's the perfect time to do my pop-up. Like, let's do it yeah. um, since everyone's ordering takeout. I was like, okay. So we were cooking out of his apartment. Um, and people bought from us. And so there was a platform, if you're a foodie, it's called Talk. So they reached out to mm. us. And we're like, oh my God, we've seen you on social media. Um, on board us so people could start ordering from you. And we're oh. like, Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we put it on Talk and it has all these fancy restaurants. They were like listing us next to like Michelin star <laughs> restaurants Whoa. for takeout just because our food looks so good. It was beautifully plated. The photographs are great. And so people would order from us and they would drive up to Josh's apartment. Mind you, this is like not, we say downtown, but it was like Westlake downtown, like historic Filipino town, mm-hmm. apartment complexes side to side. They roll up and they're like, oh, I I thought this was a, a restaurant. <laughs> and then we'd hand them the bag and be like, no. <laughs> and they're like, where do you cook out of? We're like, uh, <laughs> you know, there's a community kitchen over here. We do it. Yeah. But we definitely did not cook in a community kitchen it was definitely in (laughs) the the apartment apartment.
3: how was that i mean when people asked you that like i'm assuming you're like what did i tell them
0: yeah no i mean obviously we're like oh yeah we cook in we have a community kitchen but no we were legit cooking in the apartment it was crazy because it the his, his apartment turned into a kitchen with, like, speed racks everywhere, oh, ingredients wow. everywhere. And then we had to, like, package the food. So there was all this packaging around. Like, it was, it was wild. It was a hot mess.
1: I love that so much just because there's this underlying current of people we've had on the show who, during the pandemic, they just hustled. And, like, mm-hmm. you see the return on investment now. Mm-hmm. David, Sammy, a bunch of people who, like, went to, you know— basically social media or the internet, like to, you know, whatever they're passionate about. And now like we talk to them now and like, yeah, I got my start during the pandemic. Yeah. Like the time I started posting these videos, I started doing this and I was like, whoa, like you see, you see that kind of mindset in these kind of people who like, even if like, you know, the world's kind of burning, like, you know, let's, let's hustle, like, let's, let's make something happen. Let's create. Yeah. I love that.
0: Yeah. So as, as unfortunate, it's, it's great that you said that because as, as unfortunate as the pandemic was for a lot of people, the pandemic changed my life. Oh, it wow. was probably one of the best things that ever happened to I me. Know. Really? <laughs> yeah, T- tell, me, tell me why.
1: <laughs> wow. For, for me, personally, it's just I got to spend so much more time with my family. We got closer. We got to like, and there's this like lull in the world where everything was quiet. It was silent. There wasn't like this constant like r- the, the rat race, you know, where you have to like hustle every day. And it just kind of like made us closer But also, like, I realized a lot of the stuff that I was doing week to week, like, I was just forming these, like, weird habits. Like, oh, I have to go out all the time. Like, I have to go do this. And it just, like, it it helped me recalibrate. It helped me get back to, like, being who I want to be. And it just, it was, for me, it was the best time. It was because I am an introvert at heart. And it got, to, I, it got to like a point where it's like hanging out with my family every day. We don't, and for me, business was fine. Like I, I do commercial cleaning. So even when like everything else is going bad, people still need cleaning. People, now, pe- now people need us to like do biohazard cleaning. What if somebody with COVID is here? Like my stuff was fine. It just, it made it more for me to get closer to the people that I love.
0: Mm. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Well, when I asked you, what about you? How does the pandemic change <laughs> <It was> terrible. <laughs> I'm
3: turning
2: yeah. this around. It was terrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. It was
3: terrible. Oh, yeah, yes. it was hard. Uh, I mean, during the pandemic, my grandma died. Uh, I had a friend kill himself and his wife. It was a lot of bad things. Uh, obviously, I'd, I ran the field good collective and we couldn't do events. <clears throat> so me and Don had to find jobs, like nine to fives. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I felt like I was just, everything got stripped away, you know? And at that time, I was in a relationship that was extended for lack of a better word, <laughs> um, you know, because we're just like, well, who else are we to see? Might as well stay together. Right. You know what I mean? So I just felt like I can't do the things I want to do. I can't see the people that I want to see. Um, so I had to change my life around, you know, so that was hard. That was really hard. It made me really reflect a lot on who I was. But I guess the self lining was uh, because of the pandemic, that's why I started the podcast back up. Because during that time, I went through like a depression phase for a bit. I was just like, not me. You know, I was in my room looking at my, you know, ceiling and just laying in bed in darkness for like hours for no reason. You know, not even looking at my phone, nothing, just feeling like like nothing. I was like, what's going on? This is not me. But then when I would get like spurts of motivation, I would do research and I would figure out like how to get out of this funk. So eventually I would post this stuff because I was like, maybe a lot of people are going through this too. I feel like we're kind of, the one time we're going through it together would be right now. So I would post the things that I would find, like I would meditate, I would write three things I'm grateful for. I would reach out to people. um, I would, you know, go on walks and work out and stuff like that. And eventually my headspace got better. Like when I would feel better, I would feel better for longer periods of time versus at the very beginning it was like, I'll feel better for like a minute and I'll go back to like being my mopey self. But because I post online a bunch of people started reaching out to me and they're like, Hey, you're going through it right now? I was like, Yeah. And they're like, Thank you for sharing because I'm going through it right now too. And the things that you you're telling us to do is it's helped me out. So then I made a couple of accountability buddies where we check on each other like once or twice a week. And then we would just be like, How's your day? You know, what did you do to help improve your week this week? And eventually it just became too much because I started feeling better. And therefore I was more motivated to do more things. So I got too busy to catch up with them every week. So I was like, well, how about I do on a bigger scale where, you know, I could speak to a bigger audience. A lot of people might be going through it and maybe I'll help some people. So then I talked to Mario. I was like, Hey, I kind of want to start the podcast back up, but with different underlying tones of, you know, let's, do this to entertain, but also maybe help people feel better and talk about things that, you know, it's kind of uncomfortable sometimes. So we started back up and it's been almost a year now.
0: Yeah.
1: It's almost a year
0: now. Yeah. Oh my God, congratulations. But Ooh! it makes sense because I haven't seen you, we were just talking about it, I haven't seen you in, what, four, four years, which is, mm-hmm. it's 2023, the pandemic was, what, 2020? Yeah, Yeah. So it makes sense timing-wise.
3: That's know. true. And during this time, I mean, obviously... It, you know, like you guys got something great out of it. I feel like that's gonna be the case for a lot of people. And there could be people like me who, you know, there was a lot taken away. But now it's kinda like I feel like those two years just disappeared, you know, during 2020 to 2022. So now I'm trying to live it up. Obviously, you know, I just
2: I just came back from like a crazy <laughs> I trip. love it. I love it. It's like
3: inspired me, you know, because I, I used to travel a lot mm. and during the pandemic I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> So I was like, now I'm going to make up for lost time, you know? Right. Yeah. Didn't you, during the pandemic, obviously laws has changed because you're married now. I am married. Pete, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Peter is my husband. Like,
2: we'll <laughs> what He's a like, great name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> great name. Yeah.
3: Great name. Great name. That was during the pandemic?
0: 2019. So it was right, oh, right, before. right before the pandemic. Dang.
1: Yeah. Would you say the pandemic helped solidify your marriage like made you guys closer because you guys were forced to like stay in or was it the opposite?
0: You know, I think it was the same for us. Oh yeah. I think, um, I mean, this is the reason why I got married or why we got married. It's because we already had such a great foundation and the pandemic didn't make us closer. Sure. Because we were stuck in my shoebox apartment. Like (laughs) it was like 650 square feet. And we couldn't go out because L.A. closed the trails. L.A. closed the roads. It was crazy, Um, but yeah, we had a lot of great quality time. But I love spending time with him Mm -hmm. every single day. So it didn't really change much, if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: no, that is. How long were you guys together before you got married?
0: It had to be in 2013. Oh, so six years. years. Yeah, yeah. Because my dad passed away in 2012. No, 2013 is when one year exactly to t is when I met Peter, and then. Yeah, and we're hitting our 10 years since we met each other. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's crazy. I know, time flies. Time flies.
3: Uh, wait, so you guys got married in 2019? Yes. Did you guys get a chance to do a honeymoon or anything before no, the pandemic? No, it
0: got canceled. Oh, <laughs> oh no. God. I was so mad. So... Um, I was still at my nine to five corporate job so that the plan was to like quit my nine to five so I can like work on like my agency thing. And then I was going to take like a month in Europe. And then we started hearing the news like borders are shutting down. Italy is shutting down. Like, we were trying to go to Italy, Greece, do a weekend in Ibiza for opening Jeez. like get. <laughs> and then we're like, oh my God, we can't go. And then I had to stay at my nine to five. They asked me to stay on for a couple of months just to see a couple of things through. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm still stuck at my job. <laughs>
1: Dang, and the world's wrong. falling apart and, the world and I'm is still working a nine to five.
0: Yes, it was so crazy. I was like, what is happening to the world?
1: Oh my God. So did you guys eventually do it?
0: We did. We went last year. Oh, nice. So we, ended, we still did like a three week situation in Greece, London, where I did see Liz. Oh, nice. And then where did we go. Greece, London, Spain.
3: Greece, London, Spain. I think I went to everywhere last year, too, except for Greece. Love it. Yeah. So I'm I'm going back. Well, I mean, obviously, I told you I'm going to Copenhagen tomorrow. So that's going to be fun. I mean, hopefully fun. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I want to travel more still. This year is probably one of the least compared to last year. Last year, I was gone like five months out of the year. So it was a lot of traveling. But didn't you try to do like that nomad life?
0: I did. Actually, I did. Because I was in. So during the pandemic or when the world started started opening up a little bit. um, So I quit my job, like officially ended it. Started my nomad life. I was like, oh, I wonder what it would be like to work online. Because my life is digital. Mm -hmm. To work online and travel wherever I want. So what we did was that we packed up our apartment in Hollywood, our lovely little apartment got rid of it, um, and then we went to New York for two months. Oh, dang! Yeah, went to New York for two months. Um, worked online, lived out there in the city, and it was so fun. Ups and downs. Obviously, New York life is kind of crazy.
3: Yeah. <laughs> what, what was it like?
0: Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a funny story. Ooh, so it. Have- <laughs> I have a really funny story. Um, So finding long-term rentals at the time in New York was so hard. It was pretty hard. So we were just grabbing Airbnbs where we could could because we already set the dates. Um, And the first apartment that we had in Bed-Stuy, we literally got in and we left that same day because it was, like, Bug infested. there was like cockroaches oh. there was like gnats up in the ceiling we're like oh my god like how could get how could this get any worse so oh, you never say that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so then well this is slightly better so then we were going back and forth with airbnb they found a brand new airbnb for us to stay in this place called two bridges are you familiar with new york mm. it's like seaport area um and i remember getting you know if you're on Airbnb, you get the photo of like where the keys are, mm-hmm. where you're supposed to go. And there were two doors and they were like, okay, the address is going to lead you to this door. So, but make sure you go to this door." I was like, okay, whatever. So we roll up and I go to the first door where they told us not to go. And it's literally the, the back door to a bodega. I was like, Oh, oh interesting. this is funny. But then I looked at the image. I was like, Oh, it's this door. And I look over and I know why they just took a photo of the doors it's because it's right next door to a Chinese funeral home. <laughs>
2: swear. So
0: every morning we were there for like a good couple, like two, three weeks. Like on my morning runs, I would see the coffins going in and coffins going out. The hallways would smell like funeral. Incense.
3: Oh my God.
0: Um, you
3: said this was a good trip. <laughs>
0: It was uh let's just better say, than the bug infested place. Yeah, it was, be- it was so. better than the bug infested place. At least our neighbors were quiet too. Yeah. yeah. So you mean the dead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. It was <laughs> crazy. So I mean, it was it was a good trip because I got to experience New York. Obviously, all the good and all mm-hmm. the bad. But uh, yeah, it was fun. What did you guys do out there? We saw family because you oh. know how you know how the pandemic everything was just shut for like yeah. two two years Mm -hmm. i didn't see i have a ton of family in new york new jersey didn't get to see any of them and we had two weddings right at the first weddings out of the pandemic and they were spaced like six months six weeks in between so i was like you know what i'm just gonna go out there work live the new york life see if i like it Mm -hmm. if ever i wanted to move back to the city or to the east coast and spend time with family Mm. and what'd you think City life is hard, man. Yeah. Like we have it so good in California. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like we could drive to the grocery store. Uh, we could, I mean, like we could go to IKEA and pick up stuff. Like, man, I was like lugging groceries, like going from H Mart, like five blocks, and I'm sweating because it's so humid and it's swamp in the city. I was like, oh my god, this is so hard. Because I didn't, I didn't do any home delivery service for groceries. Mm. Like, there's just like little things about the city where I was like, oh my god. I still love it, but.
1: What about we live uh, good out here? What about <laughs> your husband? How did he like going to New York and everything? He like, loved it. Yeah. Oh. Mm. You yeah. guys just uh, are both mobile, can like both go. Yeah, and everything? we could just
0: go whenever. But I think you know, with Sampa, the restaurant business, it changed things a little yeah. bit for us, which I don't mind at all. Mm. So put that dream to to hold until we open Sampa New York. So let's see. <laughs> Jeez, Sampa <laughs> oh, New York. Yes, that's the goal. Is that in the plans? Hopefully, yeah.
1: You heard it here first. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So for being together with someone for, you know, 10 years, what's some, what's some kind of lessons or things that you've learned that are just, you know, you can impart on us?
0: Yes. Um,
1: are you so excited? I <laughs> am.
0: I am. I am. Because people do ask me that, They're like, oh my God, I can't believe we've yeah. been together for 10 years.
1: Because I, I see that. I'm like, someone who's, time. yeah, someone who's been together with their person 10 years, there's like such a difference in mindset and lessons and things that you've learned.
0: Yeah, I think communication is huge because, um, right, if I'm angry, I have to talk about it. I have to learn how to talk about it. Um, and he has to express his feelings, too, and just holding space for that person, even though you're, like, not in the, in the right mood to hear it. But eventually, it's just all it is is just talking things out. And for me, it was, it was a lot harder because growing up, one, as a female – um, in a very passive culture, Asian American, we weren't allowed to talk about our, about our feelings. Mm. We weren't allowed to say how we felt or how to express ourselves. So, and I held everything in. I still hold everything in and I'm, I'm learning each and every single day to to just be a little bit more vocal about how I'm feeling, whether it's good or bad or why this made me upset. Because, you know, like Asian parents, mm. they're not, yeah. <laughs> they they don't want to hear it. It's either my way or the highway. So that's one thing I definitely learned how to do in this relationship
1: does this pride play any part into your conflict resolution or
0: communication oh that's such a good (laughs) question i have to think about that does pride play a part in it yeah i mean i sometimes i think i'm right or i'm always (laughs) right (laughs) and i you know no one likes to be wrong but yeah part of it is that you do have to let your pride fall and be like, you know what? I am in the wrong. It is my fault. And I have to say, I'm sorry. Mm
1: -hmm. Cause I assume your husband also thinks he's always right. Sure. Yeah. And I'm sure he's also successful like you as well. Cause I think quality people are attracted to quality people. Right. So it's like, but I notice this sometimes where it's like, you're two quality people and both of them think they're right. And you have a conflict and it's sometimes it's pride that gets in the way of like, okay. Letting letting it go. Cause sometimes some you can say like, oh, some one person's wrong all the time, but that's not always true. Mm. You know, there's this weird gray area of mesh where both people are wrong, or there's an aspect of both being right in some way. And that's where it gets difficult, at least for me, to like mm. uh sometimes let go of like my own pride or like, okay, you know, yes, we can work things out, I can let that go, but sometimes I can't. Sometimes I can not let it go. So that's why I asked you, like, as a 10-year relationship, like does that affect you guys at all? Or you guys have just like gotten past that hump and it's like, Hey, we just know each other so well, we're both on the same team and just moving forward.
0: Well, relationships are always going to be a work in progress because I still get that. Right. Yeah. I still, I still feel like, Oh, I have to be right. But I also, you know, going through years of therapy, it's like, where does that come from? Right? Like, why do I have to feel like I'm right? Why is it so hard for me to say I'm sorry or, mm. or I'm, I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, that's a big part of being in a relationship and a big learning curve for myself too.
1: So it's funny that you say that. Cause I, I guess in my mind I had imagined, oh, you know, you're 10 years down the line. We don't got to fight anymore. Or like our communication style is just so refined, you know, but you know, you're saying you still, you always have to work on it. And I, I guess that kind of like cements something in my head that a lot of people say where it's like, relationship is always work, you know, no matter how long it's been, it's always going to be work. But it's it's work that you're willing to put in because you want to be with that person. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I 100 percent agree with that because um, you, you know, I look the reason why I feel like we work or why marriages work is that as individuals, you still have to work on yourself so you could become a better Mm -hmm. two of you.
1: It seems like you have a great relationship, you know, 10 years and everything. I want you to gush right now. Tell, tell us why. Tell us why you love your husband. Give us give us all the good
2: stuff.
0: Oh my tell, God. Tell he's
2: gonna Go love yeah. this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he said he's always talking about me, and I'm always like, oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. I guess you're okay. He's gonna love it.
3: Wow. He's gonna get so, to hear it for the first time he <laughs> is. on a podcast.
1: He's okay. like, I, wow, she's never said that to me. So much validation.
2: <laughs> oh my
0: god. Um, yeah, I think what's great is that he's my number one fan. yeah, mm-hmm. And he's my biggest support system. Um, and I definitely need that. And he has a lot of love, a lot of love to give, not just to me, but to my family and to his friends. And you see that. And I think that's so important. And also I just love his positive energy because I need that every single day. Right. I mean, of course, like you're going to get sad. You're going to cry. You're not going to have a great day, but at the end of it, it's like, what's your, what's your outlook in life? Like, is is it always gonna be a rainy cloud day or is mm. there gonna be sunshine at the end tunnel? So yeah. Thanks, Peter. You're great, honey.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, now it's us those red flags.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh. Toxic traits. <laughs> the toxic, she said she was toxic traits. <laughs> oh she God. said it.
3: You know how well he has been married since 2019. So how long were you guys engaged
0: for? Two years.
3: Two years. I did
0: a two-year engagement because why not? Yeah. Right? No, everyone's, I think that's right? Everyone's right. Everyone's they get engaged and there's, again, there's nothing wrong with it. They like plan the wedding and then boom, married. Like they want to get married and that's cool. But for me, I wanted to enjoy my engagement. Mm-hmm. I wanted to live my life because, and I'm glad I did that because by the time I was a year out and had to plan my wedding, it was a nightmare. Really? <laughs> Literally nightmare. It was just so much work. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I had that time to just be a fiance. <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I how, loved it. How do he ask? He asked on his birthday. He surprised me. Damn. So I, I thought I was planning his birthday and I was stressing out about like who's coming to this dinner. It was at Wally's in Beverly Hills. Got a private room, putting a menu together. Oh my God. And then when the cake came out, I turned around and he got, a, he got down on his uh-huh. knee and then I was like, "What?" <laughs> and obviously, everyone was in on it. And then the door opened, and I saw my family from the East Coast come in. Like he's like people flew in. Like so, he organized all these people to come in and see the engagement. Dang.
1: My God, if you had said no, that would have like been that so much.
0: Be- I don't think he would have been able to live it down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you know
0: it was coming? No, no idea. Well, he did. I mean, yes. Like we've talked about it. Like we've talked about it. He took. A measurement of my ring with a shoelace. Yeah. So yeah, we, okay. I, knew, I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when. So mm. it was a big surprise. That's actually something
1: I'm very curious about. Because like sometimes you see proposals where it's like, you know, they do it and the girl says no. And I'm like, so did they never like, you know, have a conversation about this? So my question is like, did you guys have in-depth conversations where you were like, yes, I will marry you? Or like, you know, yes. A hundred percent. Okay.
0: So we watch a lot of reality TV. <laughs> I know. Not and
2: you know, blind, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's crazy when, when people are like, oh my God, I didn't know he was going to propose." I don't know how I feel about it. And I'm like, didn't they, didn't they talk about this? Like, you have to talk about this. You have yeah. to make sure your values are in line. Like your families are cool. Like someone's got to ask some, like, you know, someone's parents for permission. And the fact that people get engaged and don't talk about any of that blows my mind. Yeah. Right? Cause it's not just, sure. It's a love commitment, but it's also a life commitment commitment a legal commitment mm-hmm. where you combine your incomes your life your families it's a lot of responsibility it Is
3: that's so why I, I think those couples are a little weird right you know where i'm just like damn i feel like most of the time you guys are not gonna last yes to be honest yeah right? i'm not wishing them you know not a happy relationship i'm like dude that's like kind of a standard that all couples need to have right like i always tell because i don't want to get married so I always tell now.
0: <laughs> it's fair, I'm like fair, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always tell yeah.
3: whoever you know. I'm seeing her dating, like, oh yeah. If you want to get married, the wrong guy.
1: You know, just being honest with you right now. You're uh, like, if you want to get married, wrong guy. If you want to have sex, wrong guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can just be friends at this point. So we'll just trying to to be my friend. Yeah, we'll that's what you be mean. Friends. But I do love that you're upfront about that, and yeah. I, I think yeah. that's again a key part of communication. Whether you want. To move forward with someone or be in a relationship, yeah. not be married—like mm-hmm. it's so key. So yeah, I think so
1: too. You know but, what's funny? I actually met a couple just yesterday uh-huh. uh, who got who proposed on a uh, reality TV show. Oh, really? Yeah, I met. I was I was having brunch with my friend and just made friends with like the family next to us, and they're like, "Yeah, like we got married on the Real." Um, it's that show that. Um, TN T- Tamara host Or one of them hosts? Okay Yeah And he's like Yeah if you want to look it up Give me the link to look it up And he's there And he proposes like On TV And I was like Whoa what the That is crazy
3: Yeah I
0: don't think I'd be able to do that But you love reality
3: TV I do I'm <laughs>
0: Watching it But not participating okay. in it
3: That's why that we were talking about this Because my cousin asked me I think last week He was like Oh would you date someone Who like wants to get married But you don't want to get married I was like Hmm I think I would Because to me I'm like, oh, it doesn't need to be, like, forever, whoever's you know? Like, but I'll let them know. So it's like, oh, yeah, if you want to date me for the meantime, like, it could still work out for a little bit until you actually want to get married, and then you probably have to move on, you know? But <laughs> I would let them know beforehand. I'm like, hey, I don't want to waste your time, but if you want to get into this, I'm game,
1: but, you know? Uh, is that the right mindset? Like,
3: oh,
0: well, no. let, well,
1: let me ask you, do you want kids?
0: Yes, I didn't want to have kids in the mm. beginning, but... Being with my husband makes me want to have a family.
1: Mm. Was that always the case? Or did that something that grew eventually?
0: It grew. Okay. Because for me, I was always like, I don't have to get married. Yeah. Mm. I don't have to have kids. Um, and then it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> wow, but, that's wild. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I do wonder about that because I've had relationships where it's like from the beginning, uh, I make it clear like, hey, look, I don't want kids right now, but I do like eventually I do want kids and I want, you know, like at least two kids or something. And then there's, you know, the people who I've dated, they're like, hey, like I don't really want kids or like I want one kid or something. And I'm like, you know, that's something that doesn't fit in my future. And I've always felt weird about like trying to change or force someone to conform to like, what i want
2: Mm -hmm. you know like i
1: don't want to make you want to have kids although the way you put it sounds really nice yeah you know the way you yeah the way you put it sounds really nice but i feel i feel bad where i'm like hey like i i do see myself with a big family like that's what i want and like if that's not what you want why would i date why would we start something in the first place that's just gonna hurt Mm. why would we start something like not knowing if like you will change your mind you know so I, i do i have the wrong mindset is that you know that wrong
0: I don't think it hurts to plant a seed and see what happens. I think that's mm. another thing with relationships now. It's very, it's very, I'm this, I'm that, and there's no changing. And if it doesn't work like that, then I'm going to move on. And maybe it, it is because of the, our swipe culture. or Maybe mm. it is because of our dating culture. Or I also have been watching Indian matchmaking and Jewish matchmaking. Oh, I heard the <laughs> Indian one is really good. It's so good. <laughs> and And I think it's also because what they're saying is that there's so many options because of the internet. It's mm-hmm. like one and done. I'm done. But maybe taking the time to just conversate and plant that seed, you never know what's going to happen because look what happened to me.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> like,
0: okay,
1: sure. <laughs> I'll have all the babies. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: It is. It's an influx of choice. Yes. You know, uh, I see that in my own self where I have like an abundance of choice and it, it makes it so sometimes like I'm not willing to stick something out with someone who's like, Oh, you don't agree with this i can i can just go somewhere else or like you know i have Mm. other options and i see it in like the way i'm thinking and i'm like i try and fight against it too i'm like no try it with this person and then this other part of me is like are you settling you know why not Mm. find someone who like fits your who's has a similar mindset to you and i don't know what the right answer is
0: Mm. i do have to say i love that you did say that you have an abundant of choices.
2: <laughs> He's a hoe, basically. <laughs> I meant like, in general.
1: <laughs> I meant the... Didn't mean, it I like, that. I didn't mean it like that. Didn't mean like that. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to have a baby. With how many women? You know what's funny? Yesterday, uh, so me and my family, we hang out every Sunday. Like I was telling you earlier, because like so many people come on here, like really change our perspectives on family. Like we hang out every single Sunday, and like I'm driving, I'm taking them to the park, and she, my mom's like, yeah, like you guys uh, aren't probably aren't probably gonna get married soon, but that doesn't mean you can't have kids. You know, just have a kid, and we'll mm-hmm. take care of it. I'm like mom, like I can't do that. <laughs> She's like no, no, it's okay. Just like have one. We'll be, you'll be fine. Like we'll take care of it. You don't have to, you don't gotta worry. I'm like, all right. <laughs> they're like,
0: okay, it doesn't really work that way, but okay. <laughs> yeah,
3: parents take those things so lightly, it's crazy. Yeah, like, they're just like, oh yeah, just go have kids. I'm like, what the heck? That would change my my life 100. <laughs> like, I, I went to a wedding and my and this is just marriage, but I was wearing a suit, so my dad was like, hey, are you, are you going to a wedding or something? I'm like, yes. He's like, oh, so when are you getting married? I'm like dude, I don't even have a girlfriend. Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? You're like, like where, 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 how am I going to hop into, like, a marriage, you know? doesn't even make sense. But they're like, yeah, just go get married. It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll have a wedding for you. I'm like,
1: what? <laughs> I feel like that's a little harder and different than just having a kid. No,
3: yeah, agreed, you know? of course. But then even then, like, you're going to want to have a kid with a committed relationship, right? You're not yeah. trying to just pop kids out. You're not, you know, Nick Cannon, right?
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, that's a little different.
3: Like, for me, I I feel like... Because my upbringing was very, you know, I wasn't super close to my parents. They were always a working immigrant family, you know? So I I want to be, if I were to ever have a kid and I would not do it on purpose, it would be on accident, right? I would want to be a good dad. I would want to be there for my kid and do all the things that I didn't really get when I was younger, you know? Because I I feel like that's why they're so loose about it because that's how they handled me loosely. Let's have it. Okay. And then, you know, we'll just take it as it goes. But that's why I felt like it wasn't the healthiest relationship either.
0: That makes so much sense. That's, you know, just coming from an immigrant family. Um, wow. I'm actually really shook because that does shine a light mm. on even my parents, right? Like, oh, just get married, have kids. But then, <laughs> but, you know, again, three years of therapy or through months of therapy, I wouldn't say years, but through months of therapy, I realized like why I didn't want to have kids or get married in the first place. Mm. It's because I saw my parents' relationship. I know how we were raised and we had a tough childhood. And I was like, I, I don't want any of this. Like, I, I don't want to do this. Yep. I don't want to impart this on anyone. And that's why I didn't want it. Yeah, that's that exactly
1: sense. you. That's exactly him. That's literally
0: well, you.
3: I, I don't know if it's me because, okay, so I have, I have a younger brother and sister, right? And they both want to get married and have kids. I'm the only one being the oldest that doesn't want it. So our experiences differ, right? I, I saw my parents fighting all the time. They're, they're both divorced now. And like, it was just like such an unhappy household, you know? I was like, dang, like wh- wh- what is this family even about? I couldn't figure it out. And I think I started seeing that more as I grew older, you know, I was like, oh, I'm noticing a lot of people getting divorced. I'm noticing these numbers like changing, you know? And even like the dating climate had changed. obviously with swipe culture and stuff like that i've never participated but i mean i can imagine having the abundance that this guy has probably (laughs) makes it very
1: difficult right it's this these clashing views for me not maybe not clashing is the right word but it's like i have i see my parents and obviously not the easiest relationship but they've stuck it together they've been together 30 plus years they they are the kind of parents that i want to be like You know, they sacrifice for their kids. They put their kids ahead of everything else, you know. And and we've known that from a young age. Like, my parents hustle. They work hard. And it's always like, we're trying to give you a better life than we had. You know, and I've always admired that so much. And it's, I have that kind of mindset for myself. But it's also, it's like, clashes with like the dating culture right now. You know, Mm. with my my views on it, my, my own relationships with it. It's like, I do want this. But a part of me, like fights against it, like, I, can, I, can, I know I can find it with someone, you know, but is, sometimes I'm like, am I settling? Is there a better choice out there? Is there something more, more that fits me? You know, am I supposed to wait till I, because I, for me, it's like, there's these feelings of when you've felt in love, you know, when you've met people that you're like, wow, this is my person, mm. you know, this is someone that I just vibe with, like, on another level, and that's only happened to me, like, three or four times in my life, you know, so sometimes I'm like, if I don't have that, like, is this really the right person for me? And that that and that's where it gets tricky for me. Hmm. Cause I, I have had chances to be like in long terms with someone and like develop that relationship that my parents have, you know, someone who'd be really good for me. But I don't know if I should.
3: That sounds like the issue is that everything comes from the initial, right? Meaning, this is this the person for me? Do I have that same vibe that I've had with someone else? But I think in a lot of relationships, you know, being in the 10-year relationship myself, a lot of longevity comes from, like, cultivating that love. So it's not something that you have initially. Initial, that's, I would say that that's more lust than anything, yeah. right? So when those things, like, subside, like the lust, you know, honeymoon phase and stuff like that, and what you're really about, the like, your morals and the things that you agree on, things you want to do, things that you kind of sometimes build together. Because you don't get it until you go through phases in your relationship. You know what I mean? Because I feel like, really good long-term relationships, they go through a lot of fire in order to get to where they're at.
2: Truth. (laughs) yeah.
3: Because I feel, you know, I see all the time with couples that never fight or never get into like any kind of hardships. I'm like, I feel like when it does happen, it's going to be really, really hard. And most of the time, too, it's because they're kind of being avoidant and they don't want to acknowledge that, oh, yeah, we have problems too or things that could be better even. Mm Because it doesn't necessarily have to be problems to want to have better relationships. things can improve.
1: Let me ask you guys then, since you guys have both had 10 years, were your initial, the way your relationship started, did you guys have a honeymoon phase? Did you guys have the chance to build like a foundation first before, you know, the fire, before having fights and everything? Or was it like from the get-go like...
3: Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. For me, well, it depends. My 10-year one was in my youth, you know, from when I was like 17 to 27, you know? So... It was initially a lot of lust. And it, for me to have stayed in it for that long, it required a lot of work through the fire because when that lust subsided, I was like, Oh shit, we actually do have a lot of issues. A lot of mm. things we need to fix. You know, I, I was one of the first well no I definitely was me. I asked to go see a couple like therapists because I was like, I can't I don't feel like we could do this alone because We were so set in our ways because of how we got into the relationship because of lust that we didn't know how to change some things. And when we figured like, oh, we can improve, that's when things got better. Obviously, we still didn't last. But I definitely know now I handle my relationships a lot better because of that. I've learned so much from that. And communication is key. I think especially as men, like you tend to try to be like the strong one. You know, mm-hmm. like you, you want not show that you're hurt or angry and you don't want to yell, right? Because that's a losing battle. Mm-hmm. Never yell if you can avoid it. But at the same time, I was like, oh, you know, there is there is like a softer side to me that I had to learn how to be with my significant other mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was something I had to overcome because i learned to, you know, to be like, you know, a guy
2: yeah.
3: all of my life. That's all I knew. It's like, <laughs> hey, this be tough. Not express your feelings, but I felt like usually when you do that there's a lot of resentment when you hold things back and you don't talk about it and uh yeah i think no every relationship needs fire to kind of come out the side a lot stronger you know i'm not saying cause unnecessary drama <laughs> you know what i mean like don't fight for no fucking reason but because life's already hard enough as is yeah. right but i think the necessary things that you got to talk about you know like communication being open right and and insecurities, definitely, you know, a lot in relationships, a lot of insecurities, things that, because if you care about this person, they're gonna make you feel some type of way, you know, and maybe it's not even them doing it. Maybe it's like the situation that they put themselves in or end up being in, but you have to discuss those things. Cause it's gonna happen. You're gonna get tested, right? And you know, I talk about all the time where I'm like, I'd rather have my significant other tested and see if like, this is good for us versus just be avoidant and not have it happen at all. So to me, yeah, I think
1: that's what I would do.
0: It's been so long. I'm really trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and I ask because I've had, uh, I've had different relationships where sometimes like, you know, there's, and, I, and it doesn't have to be lust. I, what I mean, when like, when you start a relationship and you have that honeymoon phase, it's just like a, a period of like, I don't know, you're enamored, you're having fun, you're building stuff, you know? And it's like, it, it lays the uh, like the brickwork the, the, for building something with your partner but sometimes if you start fighting from like the first week that you get together like mm. it's that that's what i mean where i'm like but you still continue to stay with this person you're constantly being tested like every week does that still evolve into like a long term something that you can consider healthy because I, mean, I, I, have, I have a hard time with that where it's like I've had, a, I've had a relationship where it's like everything was good, honeymoon phase, whatever, first three, four months, five, whatever, you know, and then we started getting tested, you know, that's different. And then I've had one where we started fighting from the week of, you know, and it's like every week something tested, every week something tested. And like for me, the foundation was like shaky. That's why I ask if you guys have had mm. some similar experience or how you relate to that.
0: Uh, yes, relatable, but <laughs> relatable in a sense where, okay, so honeymoon phase, I still feel like I am in my honeymoon Aww. phase. Oh, wow. Yeah, like we still have fun and it's spontaneous. 10 years? And it's 10 years, wow. baby. <laughs> wow. Because, you know, we go out. we Shout out to Peter.
2: <laughs> Shout out to Peter.
0: Oh, gosh he's gonna love that yeah. <laughs> yeah I still feel like I'm in my honeymoon phase and I feel like you know you're in a loving relationship I'm not saying it should feel that way but you should have moments of that um but I think you know he's gonna hate me for saying this but uh <laughs> you know when I first met Peter I broke up with him like three times Whoa. because I wasn't you know again it was like that like I wasn't sure I was still I was like I was in PR at that time working at a tech company. I was like, you know, I need to focus on my career. And I was in the office until 10 p.m. And I need to like climb up the ladder. That's I was like, the same in the 20s. Yep. yeah, mm. I'm like, I need to do this. I need to do that. But why can't I just let love into my life and just see where it goes? And- mm.
2: Ooh. <laughs> well,
3: I'm actually super impressed. Like 10 years still feeling like honeymoon. I feel like that's just the
1: standard now. Did he like fight for you every single time? Did oh, you true. did you fight for it like how
0: It was a mix of both. Okay. I think the the third time I fought for it the last time. I was yeah. like I'm sorry. I've, I let's try this again.
1: <laughs> was this in a span like a year? Or no, like... this
0: was like a span of like three months, maybe two. Oh, wow. Three months? Because we met on Tinder and Woo! then, oh yeah, dating Ginger at birth. Story. <laughs> okay, I'm going to backtrack on this. Go ahead. Um, We met on Tinder. Tinder was barely new, right? It came out 10 years ago. Yeah. So it was like this new thing where we were, everyone was like, oh my God, you should try Tinder. And I was <laughs> like, because I was so sick of dating in my circle. I was mm. like, I, dancer circle. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, they're all know, awesome. And I was just like, I, I can, I cannot anymore. <laughs> and um, a girlfriend was like, "You should try it. People are going out on dates." And this is before when Tinder was like a hookup app. Mm-hmm. People were like going to dinners, drinks, mm-hmm. bowling—like mm-hmm. it was crazy. Um, and so he was my second Tinder date. I was his first Tinder date. Wow. Super new. But within the week, we started hanging out with each other. We were like, he was like, oh, be my girlfriend. I was like, okay. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> How old were you guys? I was,
1: tw- I had to have been 24,
0: okay. 23, 24. Oh, yeah. And he's four years older than me. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the, then the breakups started happening within the first month or two.
3: First month or two. Wow. Yeah. Just as quickly as it started. Yes, yeah. because
0: I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, yeah. I just got, you know, I still live my single life. So I wasn't sure. But here I am. So-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that you had such a happy ending experience to, you know, yeah. the Tinder thing. I For me, like I <laughs> I ended up meeting a hunchback, a furry, some girl who punched me in the face. Are yeah. you
0: serious? Yeah. Gosh, yeah. wait. Can we divert a little bit? Can I hear this story? <laughs> <laughs> Or can we not?
1: Which which one do you want to hear?
0: The one who punched you in the face. Okay.
1: So, um, very similar. uh, It was like a date and everything too. It was before Tinder was like a hookup hookup app. Um, So we'd gone to dinner and everything. We'd gone along. We started dating. We were dating. It was like a month in and it was her birthday and you know we were partying at her house Uh, a bunch of her friends she had drank i drank a little bit too we'd all like played at the end of uh, play beer pong games whatever at the end of the night when everyone's gone it's just me and her we're like in her bed um and she's like on top of me and we're like talking we're not like doing anything we're just like you know sometimes as a couple you're just talking about stuff and we she's like she says some kind of word and or i said a word and i was like she's like that's not a real word i'm like yes it is that's a i don't even know what the word is i cannot remember what the word was and i was like i yes mean you is. got hit so yeah <laughs> i expect you to remember that and she had told me earlier in the day too that she's had like a doctor's appointment or whatever and i was like okay um we argued about the word and i googled it i'm like look this is the word see you're wrong and she was the kind of person who's very like uh she's very like strong strong <laughs> very strong independent very like alpha female like you know she's she was very smart very smart you know um so she got mad and so she she's like on top of me and she swings at me just like Dang. and i was like what the
0: heck get out of there now
1: yeah, so and that's what i'm like I, like I get her off me and i'm leaving you know I get, i'm getting my stuff leaving and i'm walking towards the door and everything and she like grabs my hand she's like no wait I have cancer hey. and I was
2: like, <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: So I was like, what? All right. Um, and in my head, in that moment, like it flashed, I'm like, oh, and i am take, please no. I was very young at the time. Okay. I was like 22, 23 or some Got shit it. like that. I was like, man, do I leave or do I want to be the kind of guy who walks on a girl who has cancer? So I stayed. <laughs> oh my
2: god.
1: <laughs> she had told me before, like I told you she had a doctor's appointment. Before that, she had told me how she had, had cancer years ago before she was like, you know, whatever. In remission, everything, right? So we continued to date. And she goes and she like you know every like week or so she does her ther- uh, her therapy stuff whatever that's just to do and me being like young and like wanting to be a good partner like hey like you know i will go with you like i'll be there to hold your hand i will like you know i want to be a part of this you know like let me let me help she's like no like i don't want you to like see me like this and all this and like please don't tell my family i don't want them to go through that again blah 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 and i'm like oh me okay you know that makes sense and we date in like you know, her hair never falls out, like, nothing, like, she she's, like, sick, but, like, nothing, like, super obvious, you know, we're kind of, like, there, Um, and she always wears this patch in her back, uh, where, like, I guess, like, the needle goes or something, and one day I see it, like, her, her without her patch, and I'm, like, there's nothing there, there's no scars or anything, you know, and I'm, like, has this girl been faking cancer for oh months? Oh, my gosh, no, and me being young like i'm like we never like i never confronted her about it exactly we kind of like weirdly like it was a weird breakup or like uh like i ended things with her when like i don't know if we had been like drinking or like we were high or something it was a weird like breakup you know it, it's so hard but like i could never bring myself to be like you're lying about cancer but like mm-hmm. in hindsight like i'm pretty sure she was lying about mm-hmm. cancer Oh my gosh. So that's my Tinder experience. I'm shucked from I'm the sh- core.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure in some parallel life, I found my Tinder love and got married to. were <laughs> yes. together 10 years, but it's not this one.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh.
3: I mean, I met Pete. You can tell he's, he's a great guy. Yeah. When did you realize like he, he was your guy?
0: Um when we had the conversation, we were on that booze cruise. Oh.
2: Um
0: you know the booze cruise, right? The the cruise mm-hmm. that people go from oh. Long Beach to like Ensenada like a two yeah. day it was like a company thing and Is that the
1: one me? you got cut off from drinking? Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, first
1: night they cut me off. It's cut off at a booze cruise.
0: It's funny. It's, I mean, the cruise is a little ratchet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's how ratchet do you have
1: to be to be cut off from drinking, though?
0: Pretty ratchet,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> really ratchet. I was just having a good
1: time.
3: Ooh. Ooh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're like $108 wristbands. You think you would drink all you could drink, right? So that's why I did.
0: Oh my gosh. They're probably trying to save all their alcohol.
3: <laughs> they, they knew I was like trouble. What's crazy is that I think. When you pay for the wristband, you get like a um, max of fifteen drinks a day or something like that. We surpassed that, and then we spent an extra like three thousand dollars on drinks or something.
0: What? That's why? That's yeah, why they that's cut you off. That's probably
3: why they knew. <laughs> they knew. But I can't. Even, I can't even believe it. Because I woke up and they're like, "Oh yeah, uh, they cut you off. Like they took away your wristband." I'm like, "What? They did? <laughs> oh my I didn't God. do anything crazy. I just fell asleep outside the club. That's it. And then the guy wheelchair. It's not at all. No, it's not. But I guess it doesn't take much
1: for them to kind of. I'm sure there's some crazier stuff that nah, happened. I mean, there's no, no way. I'm sorry. Continue your oh, story. sorry,
0: sorry. So <laughs> Funny side story. I loved it. Um, so while we were on the booze, because I think we were about a year-ish in, he was like, hey, we had that conversation of I really want to marry you and you're the person Ooh. I see forever. And I was like, okay, I'm down.
2: Oh, <laughs> the first well, year? Yeah,
0: I think first year. It had to be been the first year. Wow. So th-
3: then you guys didn't get engaged until the sixth year.
0: Three
1: years. Three years. They got engaged at four and we
0: did two doing math oh. way faster than me. Yeah, Love me that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Dang. And that was the first conversation of like us, like, what does the future look like? Yeah. Getting together, married. That was after your breakups, right? Yes. Definitely <laughs> after. Yeah. Because the breakups all happen within like a month, two months span. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Dang. Because for me, I don't, I don't know if it's the same for you. When me, my, because t- in the 10 year, like we had a couple of breakups too. And it was always like me going after her, getting her back. And I felt like after a while, it, her relationship got weaker. But it was obviously broke up like once a year. So it was very rocky, kind of like what Mario was saying. Mm. And I don't know if I would do that now. For me, I'd rather if we break up, we're just going to break up. I'm not sure if it's because like we're at this age where I just don't want to waste my time anymore. It's like, hey, we're in our 30s. Like I don't want if we're going to break up, let's just break up. Mm-hmm. Now I try to honor that as much as I can. But when I was younger, I was wear- like very forgiving of that. I'm like sure.
1: And there's a counter argument where, you know, that first, you know. That's th- what I'm saying. Th- yeah, that first month, you know, you tried, bro- got broken up three times, like. <laughs> <He> <laughs> we, got, we,
0: we got it all out in the beginning. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> do, th- do you think you could do that now? Do what? The, like the, if, the-
1: if
3: you guys break up or whatever's, I mean, in your case, divorced, right? Okay. Do you think you would make it work again?
0: Oh man, that's a hard question. I mean, yeah, I, I would love to,
3: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, of <laughs> I course. look at the camera, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: because I don't know any couples who've done that because a breakup is very different than getting divorced.
0: True, true. Right? It's so different because when you're married, it's just there's so much that's going into the relationship or having into the relationship. When you're breaking up, you're just breaking up.
1: Yeah. What's exactly. changed now that you're married?
0: Nothing, really. Nothing? Mm. Yeah, no. It yeah. actually hasn't changed. We still do our thing. Like, I have my own life. He has his own life. Um, we come together. We still hang out. We still party. Like, it's literally the same since we met each other. Mm. Wow. I love that. That's, yeah. that's,
3: that's, that's a healthy relationship. Really, that's
1: very healthy. Um, I, I did like how you identified your roles. Like, the first thing you said, your wife a daughter, a sister. So I wanted to ask a little bit about your family relationship. Like, you know, yes. how, 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 I know you said you guys grew up a little rough, you know, but how is it now?
0: I mean, it's, it's a lot better now, obviously, because I've had time to process. I've had time to talk it out with the people that I know. Um, yeah, it's just, I'm older and there's a lot of things, you know, when you get older, you look back and you're like, oh, all this had to happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I'm at peace of what happened when I was young. Um, and I think a, a big part of it too is because immigrant family. Yeah. And there's a whole new thing on Instagram, like toxic Filipino culture. Mm. Oh,
1: yeah. Yes. I've been saying toxic Filipinos for years. Like
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> before it was a trend. Yeah, it's all the girls that I dated. Oh my God. <laughs> That's the
0: type. I love it.
3: <laughs> Wait, so what what happened in your family? Because it sounds like you guys talked about it a little bit before. You said it was kind of rough.
0: Yeah. You know, I think what it was was that. Okay, and this is probably stemming from how I how I work with my relationship now, or how I view my relationship now. Um, there was not a lot of love in in uh, my household growing up. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know how you had mentioned where your parents just like stay together and just have kids and just mm-hmm. have marriage just for the sake of marriage. And I personally just didn't want that for myself. Like, I want love and I want happiness. And I think because of that standard at the time, it trickled down to us, Mm. right? And I just don't think my parents were happy with each other. And honestly, now, I I mean, I've had this talk with my mom, um, you know, around the time my dad passed away, very hard death. um, I was like, you know, if you guys got divorced like i think that would have been better for both of you but i think because filipino culture is like you have to stay married Mm -hmm. and it's against the church you know divorce is a sin but you know that's that's why they stay together but what like why does that make you happy at the end of the day does
1: it i know that for the prior previous generation happiness is more of a luxury Yes, You know, we, we are very lucky that we can like search for someone that makes us happy, that, you know, completes us, that we can find love with. But at least the way I see it for, you know, the older generation, it's a means of survival. Mm. Your chances are better together as a team, and I see that in lots of people. And some people are lucky; they find someone they're compatible with, they're happy, and everything. But I see it in so many immigrant families where it's that's not the case. But they did it because they need to survive too. You know, exactly. I've it. Like my parents don't, aren't like love like this, like that. You know, they're they're very like open. They're very like you know they're chill, they're cool, they have a good relationship here and there. But they they've shown love to their kids. Like they, they mm. the love they can't don't maybe give themselves, they give to their kids. And uh, and I know that it's like. It, it's hard in the time and place we are now to picture ourselves like back then. But I've talked to some like my aunts and uncles. I've talked to like you know some older people where it's like, yeah, dude, like you're in this whole new country. You don't speak the language. Like you have to have someone to like try and survive with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that person, someone you might not love, but it's you know it's a that or die. Probably the
2: reason agree. why
1: we have a lot of kids.
2: Yeah, it's like yeah. better
1: chances,
3: right? Yeah. If you yeah. have better like chances. one kid, you. Only one chance. Yes. You have 10 kids, 10 opportunities, and hopefully, you know, there's, like, a lineage thing, too, right? Like, a lot of people want to carry down your bloodline, right? And just, like, build your village from within, basically. Mm -hmm. Because you come here, you're alone. Like, you're going to try to build from within. So, you only have this one other person and hopefully some family members as you have more and more kids. But I think now it's weird because we're we're now able to choose happiness, right? And now it's, like, it's very different. And... Now it's not so much more about like survival, but really like, I don't know if it makes sense to you guys, but the mental health aspect, I feel like plays a big role in our generation more so than our parents' generation. I feel like even if they had a lot, and definitely for sure they have a lot of traumas, right? But they just don't speak about it. They don't communicate. So it's like really hard for them to really show how they feel to us. But now that's what we want because that's what we were lacking growing up, right? I'm like, I want to be able to communicate. I'd like, I t- I'll tell my dad, like, I love him all the time now, you know? Yeah. E- even if he won't say it back. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. right. Because I, I feel like I should know better.
1: Yeah, I and, think so too. And
3: it goes back to that pride thing. You know how you said you were chasing that girl mm-hmm. and she wasn't, like, really reciprocating mm-hmm. what you were doing for her? Like for me, I, I understand that my pops just has a hard time communicating and I should be the bigger person and let them know how I feel.
1: That pride thing doesn't apply for me to family because mm-hmm. it's the uh, mm-hmm. same thing. Like I've I've become a lot more open and vulnerable in the same way. And you say like, I feel like as the oldest, it's my responsibility because I see the traumas that my parents have had. I see the things that have happened. And I'm like, I can be the bigger person. I can be the one to like open the path and like, you know, let's let's get rid of this generational trauma.
0: <laughs> yes. I do have to go back to what you said about, you know, being able to choose love right now is a luxury, but you know, going back to my career choices and that too, like that's a luxury in itself. Like the sure. life that I live, even though it's very far from luxurious, <laughs> like being an entrepreneur is really, really, really hard. Um, but I, but the fact that I do have an ability to choose what I want to do, that's a luxury because my parents didn't have that mm-hmm. at all. So I, I try, you know, me looking back at my life, it's I am full of gratitude. Of that, because there were a lot of sacrifices that were to be made that I didn't see, so I could live the life that I want to live today.
1: Are you are you close to your mom?
0: Let's just say we have a good understanding of each other. <laughs> <laughs> is she
1: very similar to you, or is she the complete opposite?
0: Uh, similar in a sense of she is a go getter. Okay. Uh, my mom, she, I respect the hell out of her. Like yeah. she really. Rose through the ranks in her career, you know, did the corporate ladder, um, got her MBA. She's a badass. Like, mm. badass. Yeah. Like, has her investments in check, like, even got property here. Like, she did it all, right? Oh, she's single? Like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mom, I got you hear that.
1: I got to, I got, a, it's her name Maganda? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you love Filipinos. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: she
1: sure does. Sorry. Keep going.
0: <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah. So we do, we do have a good understanding of each other for sure. Just mm-hmm. because I feel I am very similar to her in that way. And so with me being like, okay, I'm going to quit my job. Ooh. I'm going to do this. You know, I, I live at home. Like I live at home. I, we packed up our stuff because I needed to save money because I was, I was dumping everything into the business mm-hmm. and she opened up her home for us and she didn't have to. Yeah. So I, I, again, definitely gratitude for my mom for that, for sure
1: do you want to be closer to her you say understanding you know and i it's it's the way you phrase it that you yeah. know that wasn't like oh you know you're not saying you are closer but you said you have an understanding with her is there is there a, like a block there is there something
0: i think it's definitely a generational block yeah. and that's where i've kind of grown older to be a little bit more compassionate of for sure hmm. um do i like it no uh, right generational generational gaps and generational yeah. divides it's hard i i, I don't like it um, I wish it wasn't there, but you know, for me, the way that I see things, it is what it is, and mm. I'm okay with it. Do I like it? No, but I am. But I am okay
1: with if it. If you could, if you could, yeah, oh you?
0: yeah, hundred percent, I would.
1: I I I ask that because like I I get a lot from this. Mm. You know, I get a lot from the people who come on here and everything, and it's helped me bridge my own gaps with my family. So like mm. I hope you can. You know, I encourage I know. you to. I thank you. I I, I see it like oh, the older I get, the more I'm like, man, like the time I have left with my family is limited. Yes. You know, they're older. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Any of us could die like and I don't want to I don't want to leave this world without like expressing the way I feel to them like how much they mean to me. What what things I haven't yet said. You know, and I see these kind of like I I, I always pictured as like in this like invisible barrier. Like I had I know I had one with my sister where it was like I was unwilling and it felt like like this tangible block where i couldn't like talk to her i couldn't like be vulnerable or talk to her and be like tell you how much i care and like how much you mean to me and like just that you know i hope you know i always got you because we're we're more quiet like we're introvert we don't talk a lot and i did it like i finally did it and it was like this weight off my shoulders just like so amazing and now we're a a lot cooler we text each other now i have a group chat with my family where like we all like send pictures of our dogs like it's super nice like i've talked to my parents and like i've talked to my mom when she had depression. I've talked to my dad, like just trying to like get past that little gap. And it helps that my parents are decently open-minded, but it's, it's, it's taken me so many small steps to get there. And I I hope maybe if that's something you want that you get there too.
0: Yeah, no. And I definitely understand that because I I did mention this in the beginning, but my dad did pass away in 2012 and I was so young. You know, I didn't have the layers of understanding complexity and the things that we're talking about, you know, back then. But I wake up almost every day being like, I wish I could tell my dad, like, yeah. you know, oh, it's okay, or like talk, or have that relationship with him. And it's tough. It, it really is tough not having him around and not be, being able to say it to him. Um, because I think I did grow up with a little bit of a... Like a bit of an armor around my heart and, you know, mm. just, you know, being young and yeah. just not wanting to talk to my parents. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I wish it wasn't that way.
2: If if he was
1: to hear, what would you want to say to him?
0: Oh, man. Um, I would tell him I'm sorry. Mm. Just sorry for being, gosh, such a brat. brat? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Such a brat. Um, but no, I, I would tell him that I'm sorry. Ooh, I'm starting to cry now. Mm. uh. Guys.
1: <laughs> I got it here too. <laughs> oh Don't worry. you good? This is a safe space. A safe I know.
0: Spa. Uh, oh, I even feel like the temperature rising. Um, I would tell him that I'm sorry and I understand the things that you did, the choices you had to make for yourself and I'm not mad at you and I hope that you could forgive me for that. I'm
2: sure you do. Yeah. Oh, my God, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I will I will take from that, you know, because I there's still things I need to do with my parents. And you saying that, like, you know, I, like I told you, that helps me out, too. Because there's always still stuff that I need to tell, like, my dad and my mom mm-hmm. and stuff, too. There's It's so many different layers, you know. Now I'm going to go home today and I'll be like, Dad, I love you. Yeah. Like, tell nope. them. Tell yeah. them.
0: Because you never know... Um, you never know when you'll see them last, yeah. so yeah, you have to. You have to tell your parents. I mean, <laughs> or the people around you.
3: I know it's been like ten years, you really, yeah. about right. Yeah, because yeah. I I still have both my parents, fortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but how are you processing it now?
0: Ooh, it's it's still hard every day. Um, people have asked me that, like, oh, do you still feel sad? I'm like, absolutely, I do. Yeah. Like, there are times that I'm just like driving down the 10 freeway because he he came from manila he's 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 born in the philippines and when he moved to la it was that was it for him he never went back home and i always wonder um what life was like in his eyes why he loved this city so much um and i'd just be crying going down the 10 freeway you know passing downtown and you know, South LA on the right side and driving up to, you know, the convention center. And that part always hits me mm. for some reason.
1: <laughs> I think we all have our ways to kind of like connect yeah. with those that we've lost. Mm-hmm. And it's like putting yourself kind of in his mindset and yes. just like, is this how he saw life? And just yes. like,
3: you yeah, know, I'm sharing a little bit <clears throat> something. something. Uh, so, you know, I told you I'm going to Copenhagen. I'm actually going for my cousin because she's really sick. And <clears throat> being at this age, I'm just, I don't want to risk the fact that I might not be able to see her. And I just got word, and this is my cousin, Vin, so we have the same cousin. And uh, I just got word this morning that she's like blind in one eye now and the other eye's vision's going away. <laughs> and I don't know how I'm gonna cope because like I'm flying out tomorrow and I don't know how much time is left, you know? and And I've never traveled for that reason, I've always traveled for a vacation for fun, and this is like I know I don't have much time left and I don't know because this is obviously it's, it's not abrupt like we, we knew it was coming, but I don't know what I could do in the last most likely last time I, I get here you know to make the most of it because you know when when it's not abrupt and, and you know there is time that's coming up like like you want to spend it wisely because at least you have a heads up but I don't know what I could do to like give her the best time that she could have with me, you know, before like she goes, like, is there something that, you know, I just want your opinion that would, would help you would say like something that would make her stay or, you know, her final days like better. I I don't even know how weird it is. Like, I'm, I'm still kind of processing it as it goes cause you know, this is still, still very fresh.
0: Yeah, and I'm sorry to hear about that. Um, I think you could just talk to her and ask what she wants. Um, What does she want to do? And it's tough. It's tough um, to see someone. My dad also had a long, long, a long illness. Um, Mm -hmm. So when you see someone deteriorate, you kind of see them in their final days. It's like kind of this thing where you don't want. To admit that it's happening, but you know yeah. it's happening. But for me, I didn't want to admit that it was happening. But I think you should just talk.
1: Just be in her presence.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's
3: the best you can do.
0: Yeah. You and know, I, I know. I'm
3: think i just trying to be the best version of myself for her, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Because I don't, I can't, for lack of a better word, be weak in front of her, I feel like, you know. like I'm going to, I think my approach is I am going to be as happy as I possibly can. Because even though it's going to be hard, like, you know, it's it's harder for her infinitely, you yeah. know? So I just want to make sure that she feels that she's added a lot of value to my life. Because that's the way I see my cousin. Because <clears throat> I think she really lived, like, a full life for her short, you know, as long as long as she's been alive. And I, I always think about this when I think uh, people have passed, like what would they do if they were still here? And and a lot of the times that that inspires me to do more things. You know, she inspires me to do a lot of things because I'm like, she's a go-getter. She would go out and live life and enjoy and have fun. And I want to be able to do that too. You know, and, and on days where I feel a little bit lazier, you know, in days where I feel like no motivation, that drives me a little bit more. It's kind of like a, like honoring their presence, you know? And like, I'm just scared that i I might not be able to hold myself together while i'm there
1: but that's okay that's definitely okay dude you don't have to be strong in the sense where you close yourself off to emotions you i think she would prefer if you were open vulnerable you can be steadfast Mm -hmm. you know that's okay you can project strength and still be emotional vulnerable you can still show how you care and like how you're gonna miss her You know, there's no reason why you can't be there with her in her last moments and just be open to the grief, be open to the sadness, and then just hold her hand.
2: (sighs) (sighs) Oof.
0: got tears in my eyes, too.
1: Hope you guys like this episode.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And my sister's going with me, too. She is. She's more of a crybaby than Mm. I am. Yeah. So that's hard. My
0: were y'all close with your cousin growing up?
3: So she's always been in Copenhagen, but mm. she always came to visit. And I think like one of the reasons why I cherish our like relationship is because I saw her grow up, you know, as a kid, everything she got to do. I love that. You know, I feel like I want to be, you know, I try to be a part of my cousin's life too. I'm not, I'm sometimes not very good at that. You know, I try to do the best I can, but with her, it's like, I saw all these phases as she was going through them when she was younger, and I just like became very proud of the kind of person that she was. So almost like a, a like a little sister, almost, you know. And to me, like, I just feel like it's so hard to see where she's at right now because I'm just like, uh I mean, I explain like, just life is just not fair, you know. And totally. And uh, yeah, I I just feel like I I don't know how. Because I always try to find a reason for, you know, when things, bad things happen. Like, even if there's no obvious reason, but I'll just be like, oh, yeah, and, you know, this happened. Now I, my reason to go out and do more is to honor to this person, you know? And I'm, I think I'm just getting so weary to, like, always have to find reasons, you know? It's, but that's life, right? Yeah. Like, you're going to get older. You're going to meet people. People are going to come and go. And it's, you know, I I don't want to say it's it's tiring because to me, you know, I I do. Now, knowing what I know, really appreciate the relationships that I've cultivated through the years. But I just hate the idea that for my cousin especially, because I've always loved taking her out. You know, I always wanted to take her to her first Vegas experience and things like that. I just hate the idea that I feel like this more now when it's towards the end of things. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're we're talking about our parents because we don't know when they're going to be here or not. It's like, why does it have to get to that point for you to feel like that? You know, I, I want to be able to feel like that all the time. Like, i i over, I, I overlook so many things, and that's why I... I don't want to say the word hate about myself because that sounds like a very strong word. But I that's where I want to improve the most because I want to be able to to show people that I care without having something bad happen to them. If that makes sense.
1: You have been. I, I think it's a part of growth, part of us getting older, where it's like you're making these intentional conscious choices to reach out to people in your life that maybe you hadn't when you were younger. To your family you know you've been doing the same when we went to you we hung out with your cousin and you've been making steps to hang out with your cousin like you're rect it's not rectifying it's like sometimes you're younger and you're just not aware you're f- so focused on your own life you don't know you know that's why this is just a part of our our life now where it's like hey i'm gonna make actual steps to be close to these people and it's not that they're passing away it's not that their time is fading some mm-hmm. sometimes it is you know and that sucks you know but you felt this way before she started passing away you know you've tried to get closer to the rest of your family too and it's just, you know, we, all, all we can really do is keep trying to grow, keep trying to like make these intentional actions, decisions to be closer to our families or the people that we love. And all this stuff that happens, like all these people we meet, all these like deaths and stuff like it in not, not in a bad way, but like it does inspire you in a way like, hey, let me try with the people I still have left. You know let me try and like you know stay mm. close to them honestly like tell them that i love them like i i try to tell my family like hey like i really love you guys i'm so grateful mm. you know because i don't i know it's gonna end
0: i love that thank you for sharing
2: that Ooh.
1: <laughs> Ooh, <guys>. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yes, uh. all right now that we're all done crying uh, um, <laughs> You know, I wanted to ask about something maybe a little lighter. We've, uh, you mm. have said you are a wife. Oh, sorry. A businesswoman, a wife, a daughter, and a sister. Yes. Tell us a little bit about your brother and your relationship with him. Since we've had him on the show. I know. <laughs> I
0: was just about to say that. Um, my brother is like my best friend. We grew up super close, I think, because um, childhood was tough. It was just the two of us most of the time. Um, and he's awesome as you guys know, yeah. I hope so.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's so crazy because I've always looked up to my brother. I've always followed in his footsteps growing up. So, you know, he's, he's the dancer, mm-hmm. big professional dancer. I actually got into dancing because of him. Mm. Like I would follow him around. Um, when we moved back to California and LA, when our parents got back together, my brother started getting into like the dance circuit around here. You he might've talked about that. And I'd just be like, I don't know what to do. I know I want this. And it looks so cool. And I'd just like follow him to all the jams, to all the um, sessions we'd have at the Glendale Galleria or like at the mall. And yeah, he's just someone I've always looked up to. I love
1: that. Did did he teach you how to dance? Did you guys?
0: No. I think I wanted to find my own identity in dance because people are like, oh my God, your brother's a popper. Why don't you pop? And I'm like, I don't want to be like him. (laughs) (laughs) Like I need to carve something out for myself. So that's um, when I just started hunting for what felt right for me. And that's how I got into locking and whacking, which Mm. is totally separate from what he does. Um, But yeah, I think I have taken class from my brother, though. Mm. And I do have to say or like taken like a lot of classes from him. And I do have to say I've leveled up because of the way he teaches for sure. Yeah, 100%. He's great.
2: Oh, I need
1: to take a classroom room.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Tell them to get out of retirement. Ooh. You should get out of retirement. <laughs> you should get out of
1: retirement.
3: <laughs> I know yeah. that uh, you said you guys were really close. I can see it. Obviously, I've seen you guys at the same jams and stuff, you know? <laughs> yes. But obviously, you guys had a good pandemic or came out of it, leveled up. Your brother definitely came back from it, I feel like. Were you talking to him during that time? Because I had no idea what was going on with his life. I knew that that whole video that Live Day did, I saw that. But to hear from him and like how hard it hit him, I was like, wow, that was rough.
0: You know what it is? I didn't realize how hard it hit him until several months ago. Whoa. Yeah. And I think because one, the world was really, really weird at that time. Oh, yeah. Two, it just didn't, I guess like... How do I explain this? Um, you know, I'm, I'm personally an observer, right? Like, I, I understand people, who they are over time. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was with my brother. I started seeing differences, like, why he was retiring or why, you know, why he was doing the things he did now. And I was like, oh, my God. It's because of the pandemic. It's because of that video. It's because... The dance community, community heard him. And I didn't realize that. Or also, I know that he was big on being outspoken about his voice and mm-hmm. his opinion. And it was because people were putting him down. But I didn't realize that it was making a cumulative effect until recently when everything hit the fan. And I, I was sad. And... Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I, I think most of it I was sad because one, I didn't realize it, but two, it's my older brother and I've always looked up to him. And, you know, when you look up to someone on a pedestal, you're just like, I didn't know that you could be unhappy and I didn't know that you could be sad and I didn't know you could be suicidal. I, I didn't know. And I felt bad a little bit. But I'm so happy that, you know, obviously we talk all the time yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I'm glad he's being more vocal about it and he's telling people about his experiences and he's sharing it with others because, you know, I didn't know. I know a lot of people didn't know, but now that he's talking about it, I'm like, okay, thank you. Like, I know, mm-hmm. I know what you're going through.
1: I know he had a harder time and I actually got to learn a lot from him and Peter talking about their pandemic problems and going through the, the you know, that depression, all that, because I had... I had had a hard time understanding all that. You know, I, I didn't go through that. I, I still haven't gone through that. And it's just like, it helped his insight and Peter's like combined really helped me like get a better idea of what like depression is like, you know? And uh, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Cause now I'm like, Oh, I can be more empathetic. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I do have to agree with that too, because, um, yes, yeah, sure. Like I felt very sad. I felt depressed before, but seeing someone who I've looked up to and admired and, and just seeing that so close, I've become more empathetic to, to it too. I'm like, oh, wow, like that, that's how you see the world. That's how you feel. I'm like, okay, I understand.
3: Yeah, de- definitely because, you know, when people don't understand, it, it's really hard to observe. You know, like you were saying that you didn't notice it with your brother. No idea. Weirdly enough, that's one of those things, right? It's, it's actually super common for you not to notice it. It's always like the people who seem like life is great. That's usually when it hits them the worst. That's why when you hear about it, let's say, like a celebrity, like Anthony Bourdain, you're just like, why? You know, like, what? You have, like, the best life. Like, why would you choose to end it? But that's something we don't understand fully yet. I think it's still relatively new, at least the studies of it. You know, obviously, people have talked about being depressed before. But I think mental health now is being pushed, like, a lot more in the past, like, what, three, four years? I think it's just now brought to light because the pandemic really, like, kind it.
0: Right, which I, which I love, especially, um, and I know you guys talked about it, especially for Asians or people of color,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, where oh, you say. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. No,
0: where we have, your cousin was like, "We, you know, people, people have a hard time saying I love you. And now it's such a priority for people, We're not or maybe a priority, but also a topic of conversation, mm-hmm. um, which hasn't been talked about and so important
1: do you and your brother talk about, like, do you guys tell each other you guys love each other?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, wait a second. Let me think about this. I'm like, do we next time I see him? I'll be like, I love you. (laughs) He's like, what? He's going to be so confused. He's going to be like, uh, weird. (laughs) Because I think for us, we we obviously have a lot of love for each other. We haven't, we don't say it. We're kind of like, Mm. we're like, when we say bye, we don't like really give each other hugs. We're like, That's
1: actually going to be my next question. That was actually going to be my next question.
0: We're like, see ya. Yeah. Fist (laughs) pop.
1: I I noticed it funny enough with like my Asian uh, friends and stuff. Like there's this like, uh, and not as much with Filipinos though Filipinos it it can be hit or miss but it's like it's that uh, like physical like the physical or like even like being close to like your family stuff like you know I love you and hugs and stuff me and myself like I hug my sister every day I hug my parents like hey guys blah blah I'm like super physical but I notice with like my Asian friends and their families they don't always do that but Filipinos is hit or miss I've seen that I've seen it it happen a lot with Filipinos
0: true I mean like with my friends I'm like I love you Mm -hmm. big hugs and with my brother I'm like fist bump
1: (laughs) does does he say back to you
0: I don't think I've said it to him, so he doesn't say it back to me. Oh. Okay, this is what we're gonna try when I get okay. back to the yeah. world after this, and be like, "Love you," and let's see what he says back. I'll let you guys know.
1: Send us a screenshot, yeah.
0: <laughs> or I'm like gonna give him a hug. I'll go in for a hug, yeah. and I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> he like dances away. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm gonna do that too. I'm gonna, I'm sending at least three people like a text saying that I love them.
1: All right, that's Afterwards. that's our homework. That's okay, our homework, perfect. guys. <laughs> Three people. I, uh, send I love you to three people tonight. Yeah. Today. Okay, we yeah. do that. I feel okay, nervous already. Okay.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. I feel nervous. Yeah. I'm going to text
1: you that I love you right now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's too easy. You got to do it to someone else. No, but like, I, I feel like that, weirdly enough, kind of requires practice for us because we're so not used to it and we weren't really taught that, you know, my mom, dad didn't really say I love you to me when I was a kid, you know, now he'll like, my dad will text back here and there. My mom, I'm very used to now. She's more of the loving parent. You know what I mean? And and it's weird because now we have two two sides, right? Where it's like my dad's very rough around the edges and my mom is like soft and loving. And then you kind of see that in me sometimes. You'll see like the rough around the edges guy, but you also see like, oh yeah, he's like empathetic and he he could be caring too. But it's weird because I don't know which side is,
1: for lack of a better word, like true to me. It's both. You think it's both? It's both.
2: Hmm.
0: I love
1: that. You're just multifaceted. <laughs> it's, it's a, I, see that, I see that in myself, and I mm. see that in other people, too, when I've like met their parents. Sometimes we're just projections of their you know, habits, personalities, all that, and sometimes we get to choose which ones we get to keep and mm. which ones we can discard. Yes.
2: yes.
0: I love <laughs> that. That is so true.
1: Mm. Like I'm, I'm sure you can look at your mom like, you're a go-getter, you're a hustler, you know? like so is your mom. You know? And I'm sure there's aspects of your father, too, that you're like, oh, yeah, I am like that, you know. And yeah. I just think that's the case for most people. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean you're one's true and one's not. It's just yeah, you, because I've I've seen you display both.
3: Yeah, I think what I'm trying to say is, um, sometimes it just feels like it's not me. You know, like being soft, like me, telling my brother that I love him. You know,
1: I'm like, am I being fake? Like because it feels no. like I'm like very reluctant, very hesitant. I think it's just that's just the perception you have of yourself, of an old version of yourself it's Mm. this is just a natural effect of growth you know you are making changes to the way you want to live your life you're deciding how you want to be and there's this uncomfortableness Mm. and it's like oh is this really me can i can i be doing this should i be doing this but that's just like a side effect of like you growing of you making new like decisions. Cause I've seen that in myself when I've tried to like do new things and I'm like, I suck at it and I'm like, this isn't really me. And like, I feel weird and like, you know, but it's just like just being uncomfortable. Mm.
0: Or have you ever thought about why do you feel that way and where it comes from? Mm. Mm. That's a good question.
3: I think it's because, well, at least with my brother, like I'm not sure how, I think you see your brother the same way I see my brother. Like I, I'm older, but I think my brother's extremely talented. He's very multifaceted, very charismatic, likable guy. And to me, I was getting upset because I'm I'm not like that. Like anything that I'm semi-decent I had to work my Mm -hmm. ass off to get to where I'm at. And I hate seeing him waste his potential, so I would want to say I love you, but also at the same time not be too soft because I feel like he needs an extra nudge. He needs me to be rough around the edges. But also at, at, at this current time, I think he needs to be, to be soft too, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard for me to find like that, that line, you know, where I'm like rough enough around the edges where he gets the point and I'm like being serious, but enough softness that he doesn't feel like I'm attacking him. Hard balance to find, it is a hard balance to find, it, it is, is you know? because mm-hmm. right now, you know, he, he made a start, he, he made a start, he's been trying to do more things, but I feel like I could give him an extra nudge still. What, what did Phil call it? Soft pressure,
1: uh, gentle pressure, gentle pressure, gentle pressure, yeah, mm-hmm.
3: that's pressure. what one of our friends called it. He's like enough to like nudge you in the right direction, but not enough to like put you under like the rest where you're like, oh, I'm stressed on my mind,
2: I,
1: and I agree with that. I think. You know, sometimes I try and like send my sister like, oh, you know, the uh, like, uh, or, like memes or stuff that are like, oh, or like, um, how do I put it? Like stuff that I see where it's like, oh, you should read a book of this thing or like meditate this, you know, mm-hmm. and just like, you know, gentle little reminders. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't forget, like, you know, be, try and be better, try and grow, try and like make steps, you know, mm. without like being overly like, hey, start doing more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Right. And I think that's. That's a really interesting way to talk to, you know, siblings, family members, and even the people around you, right? Because no one likes to be told, like, hey, Mm. do this, do that, do this. Um, It's that, what do you call it? Gentle pressure. pressure, Yeah. The, like, slow build. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. uh, slow reminders. I love that. It's
3: true. I think I'm going to do that more. So I... After I had to talk with him, I sent him like a video on self improvement or something like that. Love that. Yeah. But I stopped since then because I yeah. was like, either That's he funny. watches it or he doesn't, yeah. you know? <laughs> but I think I yeah. should shoot him a couple of gentle reminders here and there. Just like, hey, you know, I'll throw in a I love you. And then I'll throw in a couple of like self help <laughs> videos, you know? Maybe <laughs> sign him up for like a workout class or something. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I think it takes that because, you know, people always say like they're, they're going to have to want it for themselves. But I do think that you could push people in the right direction, too. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily you have to do everything
1: by yourself. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you would want your brother like, to push your brother to do?
0: Oh, Again, it's so hard because you know, I already think he's such a great person. Yeah. And I'm just saying this not because like, I'm being filmed right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, just tell us later what you
0: really <laughs> <Yeah>. think. <laughs> but I really, I really, really think that he's a great person. And he's always been so good at carving his own path. Um literally like it's like it still blows my mind um to be the black sheep of the family, the only one in entertainment, and do the things that he was able to do, like win a show, dance on stage with like Taylor Swift, Bruno Mars, and fly all over the world like who who does, who does that? that you yeah. you did that by yourself,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that's why, even though I know with the pandemic, you know obviously mental health, you know, it was tough, but he's going to find his way. And I'm so confident in that. Um, maybe a little too confident where I'm like, oh, you're, you're good on your <laughs> yeah. You don't need me. But I think that's a part of it, too. It's like, you know, I thought he was so good on his own. And I forgot to ask, like, hey, do you need anything from me? Maybe yeah. that's something that I just need to do. Like, what do you, what do you need from me? Like, how can I help? Because I've always thought he was, like, the coolest person on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Shout out to Jet. We believe in you. You got Jet. You got this.
0: He's going to, he's literally going to see this. If, if this part gets posted up, he's going to see this and he's just going to make this weird awkward comment like, ew.
3: (laughs) Or he says, I love you back.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Let's see which one comes Uh, first. I know, I know
1: what his, I know what his new thing is going to be. He's like, his new project, it's a influencer Olympics, you
3: know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We love a good influencer (laughs) Olympics. Sure
3: we do. You know what? We, we talked about that before. Um, you know, you said you felt like your brother was doing so fine, and yes. it wasn't. And we said a very common characteristic is it's you're always gagged very strong, typically, mm. when you're going through that. And another thing is that for whatever reason, when you're going through it, people usually ask people if they need help. So you've been, you're like, hey, uh, anyone need help? You guys are good. How's everything going? But you're the one who actually needs help, and I think a lot of the times that's why I, People don't ask if you need help because you're the one lending a helping hand. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's, if you don't get asked and all of a sudden you feel alone, but you also do think that you ask people if they need help because you want to seek validation that you have value, right? Like, oh, I'm, can, am I still worth something? At least that's what it was for me. And uh, I think he talks about that too. A couple other people actually.
0: Yeah. You know, I understand that because it's definitely a projection, mm-hmm. right? Of mm-hmm. how you're feeling inwardly um because right now I mean like I said my life is definitely far from glamorous Mm -hmm. um and I think my way of doing it is not asking people if they need help I just kind of just hide Mm. because I don't I don't have energy you know I, I don't have a lot of energy to give but same but my brother I see it because he was so he's so giving in general and i've had to tell him like yo you need to cut your you need to cut that energy like <laughs> what why are you being so giving so yeah i definitely saw that for sure as you said my brother and i are definitely opposites yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. i like hide he's like how can i help <laughs> yeah
3: yeah yeah that makes sense <sighs> well i mean i'm glad things are doing better for him for yeah. sure same yeah
0: same same <laughs> same
3: but i feel like now especially people that you grow up with, you're so close to them because, yeah, they're around you most of your life, right? That people are starting to figure out how to communicate with their family members now. Like, it's just starting to happen, really. Yeah,
1: yeah. I see it a lot, a lot of people. Maybe, well, maybe it's just the space we're in now. Maybe mm. it's been, I, I don't know. But yeah, I've seen people our age, like, start to get more closer to their families, their brothers, their sisters, their parents, mm. and like in myself, too, you know? And I think it's just a part of, getting to this age you're in your 30s now yes. you have you know stability and self-awareness and you can think back and be like oh shit there's all these people like i maybe you know when i was younger i was going through the motions focusing on my own stuff selfish here trying to find this here mm-hmm. and now like i have actual time and can like make the effort and like get the energy to like care about someone in my life who's part of my family you know and fix this relationship do this to for my family so it's we're in that we're in that age now. Right.
0: And I do, you know, with age comes experience and I think experiences are a yes. lot of part of growing up and getting to the space where we are. I mean, I forgot to mention this last time, but when my dad passed away, that turned my life oh yeah, upside down. Mm. And I think the reason why I try to protect my energy and hide and I like, you know, when I'm going through a tough time, I I physically can't help other people. It's because mm-hmm. um when my dad passed away, I just turned inward. I had to cut all this like, you know, my, you, you know when you're in your early 20s, you're meeting all these people, and you're trying to figure out who your friends are, and I literally downsized.
2: Yeah. Mm, literally
0: really. downsized on everything. Um and then as I got older, I'm in my 30s now, it downsized even more. But I think and I'm happier with that because mm-hmm. I really Really want to be intentional with the people I have around me, the things that I do every day, and the energy that I put out there. I love
2: that.
1: Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to, to, to the ones we've Cheersies. lost and Cheers. to the ones still here that we love. I love that. Nothing <laughs> left. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Lightning Round where we ask our guests some rapid fire questions. Jenny, are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one. What's your red flag?
0: Wasting my time. Okay. Is that a red flag? Is That's that a real I mean. red flag? Yeah. Okay. Could
1: be some people. What's yeah. your favorite Filipino dish?
0: Chicken adobo, Yeet. baby. Let's go.
1: What's your <laughs> least favorite food?
0: Sometimes Filipino food. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, didn't go on, you know, like, it's like pork's blood and oh, it's yeah. black oh. with like intestines yeah, and stuff. So, love mm. it. Sometimes hate it.
1: Uh, what would you change about yourself if you could?
0: Nothing. I love everything.
1: What would you change about your partner if you could?
0: Nothing. I love him too. Oh, that's the answer.
1: <laughs> no one ever
0: gets it. You're <laughs> <the best> person. <laughs> really? First person, first person.
1: Yeah, I always set them up. I'm like, hey, what would you change about your partner? <laughs> they and they're something. like, mm. and I'm like, you're supposed to say they're perfect. Yeah. Usually the partner's here too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, who? Uh, who's your favorite artist?
0: Um, Boss gat I have a tattoo. Oh, him. not of him, but a crowd. <laughs> oh, it was, it was oh, like his signature his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Casual
1: uh, favorite color. Black. When was your first kiss?
0: Oh, damn. Seventh grade. Mm. I was 12. Was that 12? 13, 12.
1: Weirdest thing about you?
0: I don't have a weird thing, but I n- I've never broken a bone before in my life. That's great. Yeah. I think that that, that is kind of weird.
1: No, that's great. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Deepest, darkest secret.
2: (laughs) I
0: would never share it here.
1: (laughs) Um, If you could have anybody in the world eat at your restaurant, uh, who would it be?
0: Oh, my gosh. You did not. Um, Dead or alive. Or they have to be alive. Okay. How about a
1: dinner table of four dead or alive? Oh, my
0: God. Definitely Anthony Bourdain. Okay. Um, for sure. Um, oh my gosh, who's that chef? Oh my god, From, I'm blanking out. For major domo, um, Momofuku. Oh. 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 oh my god. David. David Chang. Chang yeah. For sure, David Chang, Anthony Bourdain. Um, I want to throw something Filipino in there. Oh, so cool. really <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Barack Obama, not so cool. close to Barack Obama, and then oh god, I don't know, um, dead or alive. Um, my dad passed away. I would love yes. him at that dinner table.
1: That's, mm, that was great, that's perfect. Yeah, um, and then my last question for you is: What's one goal you have for this year?
0: One goal yeah. for. Me um, would love to open up a restaurant this year. Sampa, New Ooh. York, guys, coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gotta get all the first.
3: You're she yeah. oh.
0: oh gosh, this is so hard.
3: What is your biggest green flag?
0: What's a green flag?
3: Positive, you know. Positive.
0: Like a- oh, so, um, like, good energy, people can make me laugh.
3: Mm.
0: Right? Yeah,
1: she laughs at
3: all her That's jokes. True. I love it.
0: I do. <laughs> I love laughing at I am my
3: jokes. favorite person. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want to travel next?
0: I definitely want to go back to Italy.
3: Ooh. The
0: food is mm. on point.
3: Mm. Really? Yes. Favorite part about traveling?
0: Eating, experiencing new things, and meeting new people. Love mm. meeting new people when I when I travel.
3: Mm. What's your favorite childhood memory?
0: My favorite childhood memory is back in Jersey, uh, climbing trees. Um, playing in the snow, just like really wholesome, love that New Jersey stuff. <laughs>
3: mm. If you could live somewhere else other than Cali, where would it be?
0: New York City.
3: Sing. with the cockroaches and stuff.
2: I know
0: <laughs> <laughs> all of it: the nets the cockroaches, yeah. the yeah. garbage. Yes, the funeral something. home that I'd be living right yeah. next to.
3: <laughs> what is your favorite art form?
0: Um, My favorite art form is actually acrylic paintings or like oil acrylic. Yeah. Oh. Ice paint. Oh. (laughs) That's how.
3: What's your hidden talent?
0: Mm. I don't have a hidden talent.
3: Oh, really? Everything's out there?
0: Everything's (laughs) out there. Everything's (laughs) out there on like the internet, like YouTube. True, true. You talked about it? Yes. Mm. I don't, yeah, I don't. Actually, maybe that's what it, actually painting is my hidden talent. For sure. That is definitely. uh, yeah, painting. That was the
1: sure. one we were missing. her. We like she dances. Yeah. She, yeah. she's not a nurse.
3: Definitely not a nurse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Definitely not a nurse. Painter though. Painter. Yeah. yeah.
3: Mm. What is your love language?
0: Um, service. Access service. Mm-hmm. Is that? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> Access mm-hmm. service. That's what it's called.
3: What is your guilty pleasure?
0: <laughs> I love freaking Ben and Jerry's. Um, it's like that cookie dough brownie mix, and I just love eating a pint of that.
1: Really? Yeah. I thought you were going to say reality TV. Yeah.
0: Oh, no. that's Is that guilty? I it love it. It be. I feel
1: like for a lot of people it is.
0: Reality mm. TV and ice cream. There you uh, go.
3: Really? Hmm. <laughs> Perfect number of kids. Two. Two.
0: Like me and my bro. Two. Simple. Mm-hmm. Done.
3: What's your favorite trait from Jet? Wait, what? What's your favorite trait of Jet? Trait,
0: trait. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. He's he's really good at dancing if you haven't seen it.
3: <laughs> true, true. Okay, and my last question. If you could go back in time and relive one moment, what would that be?
0: Ooh. Okay, I'm going to go with gut instinct because I usually always say that I never want to go back into the past um, mm. because I love everything the way that it is, but I would... I would go back in time and just have one last heart to heart with my dad about his whole life. That's Mm -hmm. that's what I would change.
2: Thanks, guys.
1: Of course. Killed it. All right, guys, that concludes our lightning round. Uh, I want to say thank you to Jenny. Your your energy was amazing. You were so great. You made us cry. You made us laugh. You're so great. Thank Let you. Let us know where we can find you.
0: Okay, so you can find me on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Jenny Vallez, J-E-N-N-Y-V-A-L-L-E-S. You could also find Sampa on Instagram as well. The handle is Samba.la.
3: And I want to say thank you, Jenny, for coming out. I appreciate <laughs> being to connect with you after all these years and being so candid. I, I felt like that was a heart-to-heart that I had get with a lot of our guests. But this one was unique. Maybe it's just... The time where i'm at in my life but i felt like everything that you said and i appreciate all the advice that you gave too
0: thank you
3: thank you of course and thank you guys for sticking all the way through make sure you guys like subscribe and comment below what you guys want us to talk about next and remember live fast eat, fast. eat ass